Chapter Twelve of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twelve: How Vivian Escaped. When Vivian Bell parted from Jim Rawdon, he strictly followed the directions of his schoolmate. He went hurriedly to his room, made up a bundle of underclothing and then crossing the grounds in nervous haste started on the bolton road he knew the way for he had often gone in this direction on holidays usually with a company of his schoolfellows he had hardly time to consider the importance of the step he was taking he was animated by a feverish desire to get as far away as possible from the school where he was ill-treated he feared and detested the headmaster who to the best of his remembrance had never spoken a kindly word to him he would never of his own impulse have dared to run away but the stronger will of jim rawdon dominated him as he hurried along a rustic road between two delightful hedgerows he looked backward from time to time with nervous apprehension almost expecting to see the tall gaunt figure of dr musgrave following him in hot pursuit or the red head and malicious face of his young tormentor simon but when a mile away he began to feel less apprehension he was confident that rawdon would somehow cover his flight and put the pursuers off his track an unwanted sense of freedom came to him oh if i could get away entirely from dr musgrave he thought i would be willing to work hard perhaps some farmer would engage me i would not mind hard work as long as i was well treated it is a very serious thing when a teacher who should be the guardian and guide of his pupils inspires dread and abhorrence it is difficult to estimate how much unhappiness is occasioned by such unprincipled tyrants as dr peter musgrave the headmaster of milton school it seems a pity that they could not for a time change places with some of the pupils they abuse as is done in the ingenious story vice versa vivian had walked about two miles when he was overtaken by the carrier in his cart all the boys of milton school knew jack hunt who was a good-natured man of middle age where are you going master bell asked the carrier slackening his speed vivian turned round and answered won't you ever tell jack no i won't answered jack stoutly then i am running away you don't mean it now master bell exclaimed jack half incredulous yes jack it's true what running away from the schoolmaster yes jack then i'll be danged if i blame thee lad he's a brute he is he's treated me brutally jack but i say master bell i didn't think thee had it in thee why i didn't think thee had the pluck to run away i don't think i would jack if it hadn't been for jim rawdon ah oh, yes rawdon he's a plucky lad he wouldn't let the master flog him no i don't think dr musgrave ever flogged rawdon but he's flogged thee oh many a time answered vivian shuddering 
Oh, he has beat me cruelly. I'd like to get at him, said Jack, shutting his teeth firmly together. I'd like to get at him with a horsewhip, that I would. But Simon is almost as bad. That's the schoolmaster's boy. I know that Simon. He's got an ugly temper, he has, and he's impudent, too. Did you ever have any trouble with him, Jack? The carrier laughed. He's had trouble with me, he answered. I'll tell you how it was. I was driving along one day, just as you see me now, when Simon came up, and, just out of ugliness, picked up a stone and fired it at my horse. Well, I wouldn't stand that, you know. So I jumps off my cart, and I ran after the boy, whip in hand. Did he run away? No, he stood his ground. He thought I wouldn't dare to hit him. So when I said, Why did you go and do that? He answered, impudent-like, Because I chose. With that, I took my whip and slashed him about the legs till he jumped and swore. You lashed Simon Musgrave? asked Vivian, almost incredulous. Yes, I did. Oh, wasn't he mad, though? He threatened that he would tell his pa and have me locked up. I am glad to hear that. It does me good. And you really and truly lashed Simon? Ask him if I didn't. I wonder he didn't tell the doctor. I told him I would have him arrested for stoning my horse. I would have liked to have been there. Vivian Bell was far from being a vindictive boy, but it seemed to do him good to hear that his persistent young persecutor had, for once, had the same treatment meted out to him that he had so often inflicted upon others. "'Where are you going, Master Bell?' asked the carrier, with a sudden thought. "'Rodden told me I'd better go to Farmer Glover's and ask him to take me in overnight.' and a good plan it is but you're only halfway to giles glover's i'm not tired jack i shall be able to walk there's no need of walking i'm going all the way there myself so just jump into my cart master bell and i'll have you there in a jiffy vivian was glad to accept this offer and in a minute he was in the cart riding beside jack the carrier I am afraid I will get you into trouble, Jack, said Vivian, after a pause. Never you think of that, Master Bell. You don't think the doctor will be flogging me, do you now? asked the carrier with a broad grin. No, I don't think he would do that. I would like to see him try it, I would. But he might refuse to employ you. As I am the only carrier hereabouts, he wouldn't do that. Well, you are very kind, Jack. And why wouldn't I be? I'd help any of the schoolboys. There's one thing I'd like to help them in. And what's that? To flog the schoolmaster. That would be rare fun. So Vivian Bell and his good friend the carrier sped along till they came in sight of the farmhouse occupied by Giles Glover. It so happened that the farmer himself was out in the yard when the carrier drove up they greeted each other like old friends and whom have you got with you jack asked the farmer i've got a boarder for you farmer i don't understand isn't this one of dr musgrave's boys yes 
and he's run away from school you don't say and what for because the doctor has been flogging him almost every day till he's tired of it will you take him in for a night ay that i will but what are you going to do lad i will wait here till jim rawdon comes he will advise me ay i know rawdon he is a manly boy rawdon is it was he that advised me to run away but have you any money lad you know you can't get along without money yes i have a little money i will pay you for taking me in no you won't lad giles glover wants no pay from a poor persecuted lad there's plenty to eat here and you're heartily welcome to it but have you nothing to live on where is your father lad i have no father nor mother then who pays your bills my guardian then why don't you go to him i can't he lives in bombay that's ever so many thousands of miles off i have written to him and i hope to hear from him before this time wouldn't it have been better to wait i couldn't said vivian wearily it is four months since i wrote but how will you get along if i can get to london i will go to my guardian's bankers well i will keep thee at any rate for a night or two and it shan't cost thee a penny soon after vivian's arrival he sat down to a plentiful supper he ate heartily and his courage rose he was surrounded by humble but cordial friends and the atmosphere of kindness was as grateful as it was new to him but it would not be long before his place of concealment would be discovered and his foes be on his track End of chapter twelve